How do you find peace and fulfillment in what feels like unending problems and unending chaos in leadership? That's what we're going to talk about. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. When I was younger working on the farm, I was, I remember this one time I was out cultivating and I cultivated a field. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's just digging up the dirt to loosen the soil so you can use it for putting seed in or doing whatever you need to do with it. So I finished cultivating and I'd been doing it for several hours. I pulled up the cultivator out of the ground and the tires kind of pushed down and the cultivator comes out of the ground. And then I pulled the wings up on the cultivator and pulled over to the the road and I just stopped and I turned around and instead of stubble, which is just cut off grain, I saw this nice dark turned soil. Uh, and I felt an incredible sense of fulfillment. It was one of those experiences that you kind of, you're just like, wow, I just need to kind of go for this more often. So I started doing this more and more. So if I was mountain biking, I climbed a mountain. Instead of just getting to the top and flying down the other side, I'd just stop, take a breath, look around, appreciate the work that was just done to get there, and then go flying down the other side. That process, that fulfillment is incredibly important to celebrate and acknowledge. But it's almost, it feels almost impossible when you're in leadership, especially in those first few years. Over all the departments that I've ended up uh, working through in leadership, as well as even our current my current role, where there's three different organizations merged into this. So overall, about seven different organizations. I've found that there's three different uh, three different situations. Well, actually four, but I've rarely experienced the fourth. All three of them are different scenarios that make for a lot of work and make. The first few years, very rough in leadership. I, I kind of understand why a lot of people leave in the first two or three years and move to another job, just because the amount of work it takes to get something to a place where it's running smoothly is a lot of effort. And I think some people just burn out after a few years and then move to a new problem and try it again. Uh, I, I can tell you personally, first three years have always been hard. But the next two or three is when you really see whether the decisions you're making have really paid off. You don't. I don't find I've I learned as much in the first three. I did a lot, but I learned a lot in the last two or three after that. Once all the systems were in place, everything started to turn. Then I saw what I did right and what I did wrong. So I'd recommend anybody who's in this part right now with me in those first couple of years, just working through the chaos to, to stick it out and learn what you learn after you see everything implemented and you start seeing those results. The results are awesome if you've been doing the right thing. So how do you, in the middle of that chaos, how do you kind of find peace? How do you feel like at the end of the day, you're done your work? How do you get to that place where you can sleep well, you're rested, you can spend time with your kids without feeling guilt that you need to do more work? This is something I've always struggled with. I like working and I work really hard, but it's taken time away from my family, 
It's the whole point of this podcast because I've gotten here and I want to get here again in this job. So that's kind of why we're talking through all this stuff. But first, the three or the four scenarios that you can often step into in leadership. Number one is everything's running perfect and everything's growing. I I haven't quite experienced that ever in my career. So I'm going to jump to the next three scenarios. Number two is everything is running perfect. Best practices everywhere. But there is zero growth. Zero growth. Doing everything right, but you're not growing. So there's there's some big issues there that are very hard to tackle. And, they, and you have to focus on cultural shift. This is your second best scenario because... Uh, it's, you, you, you're not going to have to do a lot of work work, but you're gonna have to do a lot of cultural work to get people to take risks and try and grow their organization. But then your third option is the organization is not, or it, it has grown and now it's operationally inefficient. Some leaders end up in a position and I, I definitely know I filled in for one great ideas, great ambition, grew an amazing program, yet it outgrew the systems that were in place. And I don't know if the individual had the skills or even the the energy left to put in new systems for that growth. So that one is like, a, it's a great mess, right? You're, you got everything working around you very well, or everything growing around you really well, and you got all these new ideas. Everyone in the culture is really about growth and new opportunities and new ways to deliver. Yet, you're stuck because operationally, there's not enough in there. Even though you got the culture and you got the ideas, there's not enough meat and potatoes behind it to to really make sure that that wheel turns smoothly. And you end up the operations start taking over the for the ambition and the opportunity. So that one's that one's a fun one, uh, and and usually what happens is the leader will take it through a growth cycle, and I've kind of looked through a lot of organizations on this, and and worked with a couple. It takes you through a growth cycle, and then the growth plateaus, but the opportunities are still there. That one's a very interesting situation, and it usually just needs a new leader with more expertise to run systems that'll run a bigger program. So again, another situation where you end up working a lot of hours, working very hard to build all these systems, but you have all this opportunity and everyone wants to focus on the next opportunity, but they haven't delivered on the ones in front of them. So that's, that's another scenario. And then finally, the most difficult is it's not growing and it doesn't have a culture for growth and there's no systems in place. Uh, Unfortunately, I've also stepped into those a few times as well, an enormous amount of work because not only do you have to change how people think in the culture, but you also have to think through, uh, set up all of the systems, but you can't think too big if the, if the program's not there yet. You kind of got to, you kind of got to chip away at it. So the solution for each one of these, although the problems are different and it's really important to identify what is stopping the organization, Anyone who tells you that growth isn't needed uh, is like, I, unfortunately, I think you're wrong. You, you've got to grow your organization. So if that's where you're at, 
in any one of these scenarios, you will always feel like you're never making any progress. You'll never be able to kind of like I was able to do when I was a kid or when I was mountain biking, pull, stop and and look at the success that you've done because there's so many more problems stacking up on you and it can cluster to a place where you can't sleep well, you're super stressed, there's a thousand things to do, you feel like a failure and I've been there every time and to be completely honest, I was there last year for sure a few times in this we went through a merger, we went through a pandemic, all new staff, no systems in place as a brand new organization, but we integrated three other organizations at the same time, three different cultures, three different ways to measure everything. You know, it, it, all these pieces make it very challenging, but the opportunities are great. So what do you do in this situation? You have to, you have to strive for progress over perfection. And then what you, and the only way to kind of like look back at that field or, or look at the finished product and get some feeling of accomplishment is if the work that you did on it makes it go from your top 10 issues to under your top 10 issues. So if you've got 10 major issues and you work on the most important one, which is all you can do is, is progress on the most important one. And you're done and now people don't talk about it. There's no issues around it. And you know it's not good. Like it's not it's not perfect. But it's sure a lot better and it's not most important. Don't keep working on it. Move to the next most important issue and get it off that list. All you're doing is hammering through your top 10 list and you just keep working down. But every time you've completed one of those tasks, you have to sit back and evaluate And if it's gone and people stop complaining about it, you know that you've got it. And you've got to take those moments and celebrate them to give you a little bit of peace of mind in the middle of your chaos. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.